Hello, hello, hello. That's right. We are in flight, as I'm liking to say. And uh, this is number 202, 202 of Oscar Mike Radio with uh, a Marine veteran, a Lieutenant Colonel. I'm not sure if I've talked to an officer of that high of rank before on Oscar Mike Radio, but I'm pleased to be joined by a Marine Corps pilot, Marine Corps retired John Curry. Welcome to Oscar Mike Radio. Hey, thanks a lot, Travis, and uh, congratulations on uh, 202 episodes. Fantastic. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you very much. Um, we, we got connected through um, the Veterans Business um, Facebook group. Yeah. James, you know, hooked us up and said, come on down. And I'm sitting there and there's this guy talking about salad dressing and how he got his business going with salad dressing. And this is one of the amazing things about getting able to do this is meeting people like yourself who are, who are, who served, you know, got out and either started their business while they were in or got out and started their own business and are crushing it with a great product. Yeah. So I'm just curious if my, on my green screen, you have a company called, may I say, Semper Savage. It is called Semper Savage. Yeah. It's funny. We went through a lot of iterations of the name and uh, the, uh, the name Semper, of course, I was, I, I was a, you know, active duty Marine and uh, retired from the Marine Corps. It's a huge part of my life even worked in the Marine Corps as a gray beard at headquarters Marine Corps after, uh, after, uh, retirement, I almost said graduation after retirement, mm -hmm. but, uh, and, and so Marine Corps has been, you know, what I did the vast majority of my life. But, um, so Semper was kind of having something uniquely that kind of nodded to the Marine Corps was, was, uh, important to me. And then Savage, Believe it or not, it's really not because of the word savage and kind of what it means on the, on its face. Savage was the call sign that my squadron used when we were in Afghanistan. That was our, our ATO assigned uh, call sign. And, and I usually went out as, uh, you know, Savage, uh, I think it was Savage 6-5 or uh, Savage 6-3. And um, that, that was our call sign. And, and that was a super important deployment for me for a lot of reasons. And um, so I wanted to, I wanted to somehow have it in the company. So there you have it, Semper Savage. Now, what did you do specifically in the Marine Corps, uh, John? Yeah, when I was active duty in the Marine Corps, I was a, an AH-1 whiskey pilot, a Cobra pilot. And uh, I did that. I stayed active flying until, until I was a senior major, around 2006 or so. And then I got an opportunity. It was one of those things where um, when I was coming up for orders, the monitor, which is the, the guy who assigns, assigns your next mission. Um, I was ready to go back to the fleet and go back to the deploying. And he kind of said, Hey, you have got a tremendous amount of deployed time. You know, maybe you need to take a break somewhere else. Um, discussed it with the family and we ended up at Pax river, Maryland, uh, at, uh, NAS Pax river, which, is where all the developmental testing, the program offices, uh, and all the acquisition for aviation happens in the Navy and the Marine Corps. And I ended up spending the rest of my career in, in that, uh, uh, what, what would you call it, that skill set. Uh, and I loved it. I couldn't believe I was sitting behind a desk and I really enjoyed it. 
uh, and it did spin into a nice uh, post-Marine Corps uh, career, which I've continued to leverage. So uh, anyway, that's what I did in Marine Corps. Yeah, I started off as a Cobra pilot, you know, worked my way up to being uh, what's called a weapons of tactics instructor, you know, held the maximum calls I could and had a great time, did quite a few deployments. And then I ended up stateside, you know, flying a desk, but it was uh, really good and really educational and actually a lot of fun. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, Hawk, helicopters pose some very unique challenges with uh, radar tracking and target engagement versus aircraft. People don't think that, but if you're not careful, a helicopter can sneak right up on you. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and it really it depends on, um, obviously, the skill of the operator of the anti-aircraft system, right? I mean, that's huge. Um, it comes down to that. Yeah, it really does. And coupled with uh, the skill of the pilots and the flight, uh, how, how good are they together and how knowledgeable are they of the system that they're up against? Such a huge piece, right? If, you know, you get an indication in the cockpit that you're up against a particular system. You know, you've only got a few ways to react, but if you don't do it properly, you can end up toast. And um, uh, thankfully, we would usually have a general idea about what the threat was and would have a good idea what profiles we needed to be in. Uh, so I was super thankful that I, I honestly, I didn't lose a lot, a whole lot of friends, uh, certainly not to anti-aircraft did lose a few, but um, it was honestly most well, of the well, and stuff. You know, that, that platform to me, you know, cause we learned about all this stuff and, and I've always been interested in aviation you know, like we're talking about, the, the Apache gets a lot of the, you know, glory, if you will. But I still maintain, if you if you understand how the, the systems are deployed and what the, how they're used, the Cobra is, is still pound for pound, weight for weight, an extremely effective uh, system for what it, it is. It is. Uh, and, and we've got a new model out there now, the um, uh, the AH-1 Zulu, uh, which also has its sister aircraft, the AH-1 Yankee, which are out there in uh, – uh, I had a great time helping to get those airplanes uh, into the fleet and then uh, finally getting the fleet transitioned. I was able to do that over my career uh, and, and had a large hand in it. Very rewarding. Uh, but you're absolutely right. I think it comes down to how the aircraft are employed. And yeah, the, the Apache gets a lot of love. Uh, you just got to, as Cobra guy, you just got to understand that the Army's a lot bigger and uh, – the Apache is going to be seen a lot more and it's an extremely capable aircraft. I've gotten to work with um, pilots of all ilk in the, uh, in the army and post career. I'm now working with state department and I fly with a lot of army guys as well, man, wonderful aviators, just, uh, you know, always doing a great job, really, really knowledgeable. So I don't take any, I don't take any offense when the uh, 64 gets uh, more love than the, uh, so, you're in, I have to go back here a little bit. You're in the Marine Corps and you're active duty. You're not just a, like me, a terminal Lance corporal. You're, you're, you're actually, you know, got some serious weight on your collar and you get this idea that, you know, Hey, I'm going to make these, I'm going to make these, these salad dressings. Yeah. What kind of got you pushed to, to get it going? Yes. It was almost a lifelong quest and so really? it start, yeah it started off as a personal quest i i worked in an italian restaurant when i was a teenager and around that time 
uh, I had always enjoyed eating salad since probably about middle school, but I got introduced to just making really good food at this Italian restaurant that I, that I worked at, you know, with really great ingredients with old homemade uh, recipes. And, and there was a couple of other restaurants in the area that had a wonderful salad dressing, but you couldn't find anything like it in stores. And so I was continually disappointed when I would try to pull something off the shelf and pour it on my salad back at the house. And, and I, it was, Never was it anywhere near what I knew was achievable uh, in a good Italian restaurant. And so I set out to replicate it, but I had no culinary background. I didn't know, you know, not to speak of. I mean, yeah, I knew how to make pizza and pasta and stuff like that, but I, I didn't really know how to make salad dressing. So I just started experimenting. And over the years, I experimented my way into a, a formula, a recipe that, that worked. So it was pure, pure experimentation over a long period of time and it wasn't until probably somewhere around 2009 or so that I kind of hit it and then from there it was sort of a eureka moment where okay I've got a perfected recipe and then I know what I got right I know what goes into this flavor and, and as you begin as you begin manipulating things from there which my wife Stacy is wow she has taken off we have got five or six you know, different versions uh, I won't say versions of this salad dressing, five or six different flavors, different types okay. of salad dressing and marinade uh, that she's continually experimenting with. Uh, right now, we've only launched the two about, uh, I guess it's about 10 months ago now, about back in November of 2019. We launched those two. Uh, there's two more uh, that'll be coming up. We hope, um, we hope early 2021 is really when we would like to do that. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but then behind that, we've got we've got more, uh, all based on me initially learning how to make salad dressing in general, and then my wife Stacy just totally modifying and and changing and you know experimenting herself in the kitchen. So you know it, it's interesting you know thinking about salad dressing, which is not something I do a whole lot. I'm 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 more of a I'm an omnivore for sure, John, but I am definitely love my meat. So, so, so greens are something I don't really think about a whole lot, Yeah. but it reminded me uh, when I, you know, got up here to this part of the country and met some real Italian women cooks yeah. and they're, they're, they're great grandmothers down to the, 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 the 20 year old ladies would never consider going to the grocery store to buy salad dressing. That was, I mean, you might as well just go home. Don't even bother showing up. So I, I, I tried out, you, you had were generous to send me, um, the balsamic and the centurion and I tried the balsamic, and I'm like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> because the grocery store stuff, it just, I don't know how to describe this. Maybe you know better than I do, but it tastes different. And the Italian woman told me that's because of all the extra preservatives they throw in these things. Yeah, there's a lot of things they do to make it shelf-stable. But uh, So we're trying to change the way people think about salad dressing and marinade. Really, to your point, Travis, about you know, there's certain people who they value good food, and there is no way they wouldn't be caught dead going into a grocery store or something to buy salad dressing or marinade or you know, tomato sauce or whatever the case may be. Um, 
we've done the work for people. And what we did was we took a homemade salad dressing and marinade recipe that, that anybody would be proud to make. We stuck it in a bottle for you and, um, and made it available for people to use. Now, so my wife always makes the point when she's on podcasts and video and stuff that, Hey, we use these products on a daily basis in our home for our family. And she still makes it in a Mason jar. And it is the exact same thing that comes that we've put into a 12 ounce bottle. Um, yeah, with because our Semper Savage. the basilic had like five ingredients, very simple. So that's, a key. So I mentioned I'd worked at an Italian restaurant when I was in uh, high school and I learned there very generally speaking, what made great food and what makes great food generally speaking is a good recipe. Well, my boss, the guy who owned the company, Bob Barber had a little torn up notebook that was his grandmother's recipe book written in handwritten in Italian. And and so a great recipe. And then we would get in, we would make our own dough from scratch. I mean, we sat back there with this giant mixer and, you know, did the recipe and made our own pizza dough. Uh, we'd get in wheels, these big old wheels of cheese, and we, we shredded them. We didn't get in bags of, of cheese, you know, that were already shredded. And so I observed that and I learned that, that a great recipe coupled with great ingredients and then just putting it together right, you know, just correctly putting it together, which ain't that hard, uh, that, that results in great food. Um, and we just did the same thing with Semper Savage. We just said, hey, look, this is what we make for our family. This is what our family and our friends enjoy. Uh, oh, and we made a lot of salad dressing for friends and family. Hey, come over to the party. Bring some of that salad dressing. You know, we, we got a lot of that. But we just kept doing the same thing that we were doing at our house, and we put it in a bottle, you know? So what happened that made this just a, for lack of a better term, involved hobby to, you know what? I've got my product. I I, I feel proud of what I've got. I'm going to try selling it. Because when you make that switch, everything changes. It does. And so, and there's a little bit of luck involved. So knew I had a great product, had done a little bit of research into how to bottle something. And I was like, man, I am out. This is going to cost me, you know, a hundred grand. And, you know, I'm going to have to jump through my rear end for months on end just to get the paperwork through the, you know, the department of agriculture and all this stuff. Well, so two stories that work together that happen fairly close together. And one of them is I worked with a guy at the Pentagon. This is after I retired. I, I was working with a guy at the Pentagon at headquarters Marine Corps Aviation. And uh, his name's Mac Talbert. He walks in one day. And I had been working with this guy for like two years, but I had no, I, no idea that he had a uh, barbecue sauce business uh, called Smoke and Shine. And, and he walked in one day and some somehow the conversation went to his company and he starts cracking off about all the success he's having with his company. And I'm like, Hey, we need to talk. I've got this salad dressing. He's like, Oh yeah, I can help you. And so we, we just had lunch and that's how it started. And he was able to mentor uh, me, you know, just kind of over lunch. Uh, and, and then eventually 
us, Stacy and me, through getting a product into a bottle so that it wasn't going to completely break the bank. The bank. All I did was kind of followed his coattails, right? Just replicated what he had done. So that's one story. And that was a huge piece of it was getting that mentorship. The, the, the second piece, which was more to the motivation side, our oldest daughter was away at college. She loved the salad dressing and she would always ask, we would bring a jar up, Stacy, my wife, her mom would bring a, a, jar, a jar up to school, drop it off, and the next week she would pick up an empty jar and, and drop off a full jar. And, and that's how they did, that's how she kept salad dressing for a while. Well, one Christmas, she, she created this gift and she got me a case of, um, of mason jars. In fact, yeah, I got one sitting right here. Let me see if I can let you see it. Oh my God. Yeah. She gave me a case. I wish we had video, but <laughs> she gave me a case of um, these Mason jars with this label. You can see, which has got kind of a crazy, silly pose <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. on it with me and some like Roman armor or something. And, um, and it just says John Curry's world famous salad dressing on it. So I open this thing up and there's a letter, a, a, you know, a note or a card that says, please fill these up with salad dressing. And, so it was kind of a, it was fun, right? It was just a fun gift. But for whatever reason, it really inspired me. Just looking at a label, you know, with a, a jar with, you know, a label on it. I was like, man. And so Stacy and I started talking about it. And it just kind of got us thinking, well, maybe we should do this. And then we made the commitment to do it. And you're right. Everything changes because, all of a sudden you're trying to get your product that you've created and that you love and you're trying to put it into a bottle through a, you know, a machine mechanism in a, at a bottler and you're trying to get it come out the other side, tasting and feeling and, and being the exact same thing in order to, so that your friends and family are like, yeah, man, this is the same stuff you used to mix up in the kitchen but we want to make it available to everybody. Um, and so, yeah, everything changes because now you're working to get that product through a production system, uh, you know, that's FDA approved and all that kind of business and out the door. And there's a lot involved in that. There's, uh, you know, some considerable expense involved in that. Well, now what do you do? I've got two pallets of salad dressing, you know, sitting in my garage or in the warehouse or whatever the case may be. What do I do with it now? Well, I need to, I need to sell it or I need to get the word out. In our case, I, I gave away most of our, our first run um, to friends and family. I just gave it, away, gave it away to friends, gave it away to family, said, hey, tell people about this. And, uh, uh, and then we decided on an online model, sort of following in the, wood, uh, in the, in the footsteps of some of the um, – veteran-owned companies out there like Black Rifle Coffee that are making a premium product and they're not offering it in stores. They're offering it online. I can talk a little bit about why we decide to offer it online. So you were talking about the balsamic tasting different, our balsamic, Savage Balsamic, tasting different than anything you had had in stores and that, you know, you weren't sure why. Well, there's a few reasons. And like I said earlier, we're trying to get folks to think differently about their food, particularly salad dressing and marinade. So grocery industry 
salad dressing, marinade, and a lot of other things have become extremely com commoditized, if not completely commoditized. And everything is sold off of, based off of price. So people are, and I say people, I mean companies. Companies are competing for shelf space. They're competing for uh, margin. And there's a constant, almost a race to the bottom when it comes to quality. So one of the better examples of a product that started off really high quality but has fallen victim to this is the uh, uh, Paul Newman uh, yeah. salad dressings. When that product first came out, when their um, olive oil and vinegar uh, salad dressing first came out, it was uh, it was pure extra virgin olive oil. Had very much like our product, you know, had had very simple ingredients. You could pronounce all the ingredients and everything. Well, over the years, they've had to move to a, a an oil blend and made some pretty substantial changes to the recipe because of the price of olive oil going up and needing to still say it, stay at a cheap price point of, I think there are sales for five or six bucks, uh, which is one of the more expensive ones. But every time you make those, those changes, you have to, you have to make a change somewhere else to make up for the lack of ingredients. So whether it's adding xanthan gum because you put water in, uh, whether it's, you know, going to a ground spice instead of a, a chopped spice uh, because you needed to go further. Um, those are all compromises that have been continually made in the grocery industry. And as we were looking at our production costs, heck, our production costs, it cost me as much to make a bottle of salad dressing as, as it does most people, their retail price, right? In fact, many of the retail prices are lower than my production costs, than, than Semper Savage's production costs. So we quickly realized we weren't going to roll into stores and all of a sudden take stores by storm and, you know, be hitting this awesome price point, you know. Oh, yeah, hey, it's three bucks, a, you know, it's extra virgin olive oil and all pure ingredients, but, hey, it's only $3 a bottle. Never going to happen. Never going to happen. We decided to stick with our pure ingredients, stick with our all natural ingredients, stick with homemade salad dressing, homemade marinade in a bottle. And we're just going to take ourselves out of that, um, that race. We're, we're not, we just decided we're not going to go for grocery stores. We're, we'll, we'll do a few premium stores, which we, we've done a couple of premium stores, but mostly it's an online product. You want it? You want the best salad dressing and marinade there is on the planet? You know, go to SemperSavage.com and, and get some. So, and, so, uh, so right away, you refuse to compromise profits for quality. Yeah, that's, that's uh, exactly right. I, I just, uh, because it wouldn't have been our product anymore. Had, had, I, had we decided that we wanted to get to a price point that was competitive, you know, on the grocery store shelves, we would have, we would have not had the same product that we had now. And we believed in the product enough and we believed in the response that we had gotten from numerous friends and family enough that we decided to take a chance on doing an online model and uh, just trying to get it out there that way. So one of the things I've noticed on your website, on your Facebook page and your social media and during our conversation is the word we. Yeah. So you, you have been very clear that you and your wife, Stacy have, have, done this and just want to get some perspective into how important that partnership is you're, you're married to her right yeah a yeah. lot of years yeah right 
<laughs> and there's challenges there, but then you have a business partner who you're also married to and going through all that. How important is that synergy, that relationship as, it's, a, as, a, as, a, as a husband, wife, family, and now growing a business? Yeah, it's, it's huge. Uh, first of all, if it was not, if it was not for Stacy, uh, probably never would have pursued this because she was very encouraging about the idea. So just right off, you know, the, the family was, was super, super supportive, but she was super supportive and, and not really in a pushy way. She wasn't saying, Oh, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. She was just like, Hey, I think we could really do this. And uh, so from that perspective, it was super uh, important, but man, subsequently as we got into uh, creating more products to grow the company, you know, as we move forward and as we got into deciding what we were going, how we were going to market the product, how we were going to connect with people. So she's a, she's a teacher and she's a mom, completely different perspective on life than me. Somebody who grew up in, you know, a skid squadron, acting like a three-year-old and you know uh, stacking people in the in the middle of the hangar bay or something you know just kind of uh, just a completely different approach to life and she has really one unbelievably creative in the kitchen she's I, I I came up really with one salad dressing she has come up with every everything subsequent to that just experimenting and kind of taken and using the original recipe as a, as a base and has created some stuff you would not believe. I mean, just makes my mouth water just sitting here it's, talking it's about making it. me hungry, John. Oh my God. You know, last night I had a Caesar, uh, I had no yesterday for lunch. I had a Caesar salad with our salad dressing. Unbelievable. Absolutely. The best thing I've ever put in my mouth. She's got a blue cheese. We had, uh, uh, chicken, wait, wait, chicken. Wait, 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 stop, 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 stop. Yeah. Did you just say blue cheese? I said blue cheese. I'm here oh to tell you. Oh my God, John. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm here to I tell got, you, dude. I gotta get, I love blue. Che I gotta get on that. We'll, we'll send you, I, I'm, we'll have to figure it out to make sure that it gets there without getting spoiled or something, but I would love to get you a, a bottle of it. Yeah. But with the cheese in it, you gotta be careful, right? You, uh, uh with uh, making sure that it doesn't that it doesn't spoil in in uh, process because we don't do any hot packing or anything at the, here at the house. Uh, oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, I'd so, love to get some to you. Well, one of the things that so so she is an integral part of this and really kind of completes the process. And yeah. I, I didn't want I didn't want to overshadow that at all. Uh, it, it seemed like there was a united front with you two and a strategy oh, to do this very much so. And, uh, and we've, it's, it's been a bit of a synthesis, like I said, very different approaches to life, very different things that, uh, we, you know, like to do. She really, really has, uh, brought some things to the company, um, with regard to family, with regard to, Hey, um, you know, I'm a busy mom. Here's how I use these things. Here's a ton of recipes. We're, we've got a whole page on our website that's just, it's called Keep It Simple Stacy. It's, it's Stacy's uh, personal, um, simple recipes that she uses as a busy mom. So it just, I, I can't 
state enough how important that relationship is. And John, everybody, I will have the links to Semper Savage and their Facebook and social media in the Oscar Mike radio show post. So uh, do what I did, click and find out more. It's really, really cool. Um, You know, I used, and one of the things that you had encouraged me to do, and I did it with the Italian. I, I didn't try them yet, but I used it as marinade. Oh, yeah. And I'm very interested in that. But you told me that I could take the balsamic and use it for a marinade, too. Oh, dude, it is... It is freaking incredible. So here's what happens. Okay. You put now we have had this. Stacy has prepared virtually everything you can think of with balsamic as a marinade. And they both no, 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 wait, no, no, no. Well, I would never ever think, sir, respectfully, <laughs> to use balsamic salad dressing for marinade ever. It, it is, I'm telling you. I had a steak the first night I just got home from Iraq. And the first night I was home, Stacy made a steak, a, a ribeye, uh, in, in marinated in, um, in balsamic, it, it the, the, the extra virgin olive oil kind of protects it. it. It allows for a really good, you know, scald on the outside, but it kind of protects it and it adds great flavor. The balsamic, uh, it, it kind of caramelizes and makes a great glaze. Uh, it, it's, it is, it is probably the best marinade I have ever had on steak, pork, chicken, veggies. I'm doing some pork right now with the Italian. So I'm going to try with my other bottle of balsamic. Yeah. I'm going to try the, um, this on my, my favorite uh, beef. Well, here's the thing too, Travis, as you're using it, whether it's on a salad or uh, on the grill, it, um, because it's pure ingredients, because there's no water, because there's no added, you know, chemical magic and all that kind of stuff, it actually goes further. Um, you don't have to use as much of it. So you can pour a, a relatively small amount of that stuff on a salad, on a piece of meat, you know, get it all nice and, and worked into there. And it has the effect uh, of using considerably more of another product because it's not diluted. There's no... Um, oh, okay. You know, there's no, there's no water and stuff added to it. It's just pure ingredients. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Well, well I, I'm going to try the balsamic next. So, you're doing this, and COVID nineteen hits. Yeah. I have to ask, what have been some of the challenges you face starting a business, growing a business during this time? Because a lot of people like yourself who are trying to do this. I'm like, oh my God, I just launched at the absolute worst time in human history. Right. Yeah. So for us in particular, we were all we we were already trying to tweak and make some changes. Um, because like I said, we just launched in November of 2019. So it was only you know just a few months later when COVID hit. And uh, we were just like our approach to it was, well, here's our opportunity. You know, here's our opportunity to make all the changes we wanted to make. And uh, while things are kind of crazy and things are slowed down. And um, so let's see, I guess it was in April, maybe late March. We, we started with, we changed our website completely, completely changed our website. We changed, you know, the way uh, we're doing our marketing. Uh, we changed the way we're engaging the public. Um, 
we made a tremendous, vast, sweeping changes uh, to the way we do business. And it hasn't quite yielded yet because we're only a couple months uh, through. But we're hoping that, we are hoping that, geez, that COVID will go away and that things will begin to get back to normal, which that's a whole other conversation. They're not really ever going to get back to normal because there's a lot of businesses that are just gone. But thankfully, we've been able to hang in there, one, uh, because we didn't quit our day jobs and try to, you know, ride a burgeoning business for a living. Um, and so we're just kind of pressing on, waiting for things to normalize. While things are crazy and, you know, the economy is not normal, uh, we're just building and experimenting and uh, connecting with as many people as we can, go ahead and building the, the brand as much as we can. Um, and we'll hope for sales, you know, to follow. So, so being in the Marine Corps and retiring from the Marine Corps and as Lieutenant Colonel, I'm always interested to find out what experience from being in that senior leadership position from the, the junior um, you know, officer up to you know, what a Lieutenant Colonel, how, how has that benefited you dealing with these challenges and, and being, you know, literally Semper Gumby. Yeah. So, honestly, I think the most important single lesson I learned as lieutenant, and I have been struggling to fully implement my entire, the rest of my life, and that is the realization, I, I always just say, you got to realize you're an idiot. <laughs> and the sooner... The sooner I realized that I was an idiot, that I had so much to learn, that I was, you know, not the expert, that there was always somebody that was going to be better at whatever it is than me and that I needed to engage them and learn, that I needed to listen from, you know, to them. Uh, and then as I became an instructor pilot, uh, particularly, as you, you know, as you, I'm sure you can relate, there are certain positions within a within any unit that are almost untouchable that nobody really questions. You know, I mean, even the CEO, if you know, as as a captain, you know, I held tremendous sway with the CEO just based on the expertise that I had. Well, it would be real, real easy to kind of take the wrong lesson from that to think that you know I am something or that I've got, you know I've got some special gene that, you know, that, that put me into this position. But as I started, as I had a really smart group of young lieutenants come into the squadron, I had to study just to go teach them because these guys were, they were, they were so talented and would ask questions where I'm just like, dude, are you freaking kidding me? I'm like, you know what? I don't know. Let's go, let's go, uh, let's go look at the book, see what it says. Uh, I learned more more from them than they learned from me. I learned more from my students as an instructor than they did from me. Th that process, being understanding that you've got so much to learn, realizing along the way that you do not have all the answers and that you still have a lot to learn. I think that's been the key thing that I learned in the Marine Corps um, that has stuck with me. And I fail at it continually. I fail at it every day. You know, but trying to strive to understand that I have so much more to learn and that everybody I meet has, 
has a tremendous amount to teach me in one way or another. That's it. That's the biggest lesson. Well, that's certainly one that, and I agree with you, um, you know, in my situation getting out and having to kind of retool and, and rebuild myself is I didn't have all the answers and there's no shame in saying, I don't know. Absolutely. So your daughter kind of helped kickstart this whole thing is your daughter and I don't know if you have other children, are they involved with this now? Is this a family thing or is it a mom and dad thing? It's, it's more of a mom and dad thing. They're, they're certainly uh, aware of it and they're supportive. Um, uh, but they, on a day-to-day operational basis, you know, uh, our, our oldest daughter who, who I was referring to with the story, uh, she's, she's a teacher, like, you know, she's a teacher like a mom. She loves it. I don't see her ever doing anything, you know, uh, different. Uh, my son, one, one of our, our, our boys just, uh, joined the New Hampshire guard. He's up in New Hampshire, just joined the New Hampshire guard yesterday. And, uh, Oh, wow. Congratulations. Uh, so it, you know, he's already gone kind of his direction, at least for now. And, uh, uh, the other ones are, are in school. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it depends on what the company does. Um, and what the interests of the kids are, we would absolutely 100% welcome, you know, any participation for now. You know, they take photographs. Uh, the, the kids are in our in all our our advertising and our posts and things like that. We stress family, and uh, and we're it's that's our friends and family in the photographs. We're, they're not stock photos of somebody else's. You know, uh, incredibly well. People do know, that. People do good-looking that. family, but uh, no, that is our actual family. So that's probably the for now, at least the, the extent of the kids involvement, other than just being supportive and, and uh, uh, taking some photographs and things now and again. So, so what is next? So you kind of foreshadowed a little bit. What's next is more flavors, but yeah. you're, you're going to focus on being an online only store with a premium product that's made, sourced, designed and created right here in the United States, which to me is, it's very important right now um, yeah. and, and should be going forward. Um, I think it's just exciting because, you know, there's so many people who start businesses and, you know, it doesn't work out. And there's so many veterans who try new things like yourself and, you know, experience the frustrations of trying to grow and get a product out there. It's just nice to see somebody who has themselves kind of focused on what their mission is. Yeah. Um, it, with regard to what's next, uh, like I said, we've, we've not been launched very long, uh, only about 10 or so months at this point. And we are just really focused on trying to get these two products that we have launched. I call it out of diapers. We want to get it out of diapers so that it's walking on its own, right? And doesn't need funding from mom and dad to, uh, you know, to make it continue uh, to go. Also, at the same time, we understand that it's a brand new business and that it's going to need some help from mom and dad financially if we want it to survive. But uh, from a business perspective, the big goal is just to get it out of diapers, get it it moving on its own. Um, And we hope the milestone that I had put in the ground is I would like for by the end of the year, I would like to have it so that it's self-sustaining by the end of 2020. 2021 is where we want to look at 
bringing on two more products and uh, and just continue to to grow the exposure to grow obviously sales that's got to happen as a function of, of, of becoming self-sustaining speaking of sales um, you know for me again folks um, I, I am not a herbivore I am not a vegan I'm not a vegetarian uh, there's some meals I eat where vegetables just don't cross my lips I'm a, I, I live competitively so that's why and just is what it is and I've gotten out of I'd gotten out of eating salads to tell you the truth and then so I, I have a little video I'm going to show probably you know at, for spin up for next Thursday right and I, I I taste test the balsamic. I'm going to do a taste test the, um, the marinated pork chops. But to your point, I, I, at first, I, I poured a whole lot yeah. on my salad. And then I'm like, okay, I, I, it was like too much. Right, right. And then I've kind of gotten with the, with the other bottle. I don't need a lot. Right. Yep. And by not using a lot, folks, it's just my, my, my take, John, is when I, when I tasted it is if I didn't use too much, I'm not less as more kind of a guy, but if you don't put as much on there, the flavor actually comes out better. I would agree with that. Okay. One, it doesn't overpower whatever food you're putting it on, right? But, um, but you, you the, know, it, it's not designed salad to... dressings, though. I mean, the thing is most salad dressings, I, eat, I have to pour a lot of it on to get the flavor. Yeah, so here's why. Uh, look at what the first ingredient is on those salad dressings. A lot of times it's going to be water. And uh, yeah, so back to our conversation about the commoditization of uh, a, lot of, a lot of our foods on, that are on the shelf. Uh, it's going to be, the fir that first ingredient is going to, on most, in most products, it's going to be water. It's going to be some sort of an oil blend. Um, and then water very shortly after that. And in order to make it continue to look somewhat appetizing they've then got to put xanthan gum in it so that it'll blend up and look like something you would want to put in your mouth right and i'm not trying to put anybody else's product down i mean there's some people that love you know i don't know name the kind of salad dressing you pick off the shelf some people love that stuff that's great awesome um but if you want a great uh homemade salad dressing that's really gonna really going to taste like nothing you ever had unless your grandmother was in the kitchen making your, her own salad dressing. Uh, our product's about the only one out there. And so a lot of people have that experience where they're now pouring a pure product on where they're, they used to be pouring on a product that was full of water and it was full of a lot of things that extended the product and they needed to use more, not so much with us. No, no. So once I got my amounts right, salad became actually something I'd want to eat again. So I'm very excited to see how the pork chops turn out. I'm, I'm going to do a little video on that and, and, and do it. But uh, for, for me, you know, just personally, if I'd never heard your company before and tried this, I'm like, you know, I'd rather go online and order this yep. and have this in my kitchen for myself and my family and my guests than get the... Uh, because I went to the grocery store and I'll be straight with you. I get the hidden Valley uh, blue cheese dressing, for example. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh my God, there's all this stuff in there that I can't pronounce. Yeah. Yeah. What am I actually doing here? And, and a lot of it was like food dye and coloring. I'm like, 
And the problem is, John, the problem is once you've had this, <laughs> there's no going back, is there? That's the thing. That's the thing. I'm like, oh my God, I can't go back now. <laughs> yeah, I can't I go back. I mean, the, the Pandora's box is open. The curtain from the wizard is pulled back. Right. The, the light has, has, has dawned on marble head. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it, I am like totally behind this. And so I'm, you know, what I'm trying to say is as, as you grow, I would definitely like to have you come back on and, you know, quote, launch new things virtually. And, you know, we're not that far away looking at the map. would love to uh, possibly meet in person and do this, but you know, these are the kind of stories I really love to tell. And I, I just really folks, uh, I'll have the link. It's supersavage.com or net. Dot com. Uh, supersavage.com. Yeah. I'll have the website in the link, but go there and get this stuff. And um, I just, I, I love it. I can't go back. <laughs> I can't go back. We need to sign up for our affiliate program, Travis. Yeah, there is an affiliate program on there. And as we close down, now, how does that work? I didn't really look into that a whole lot. Um, yeah, so I mean, it's, it's pretty simple. Just someone like yourself who uh, uh, who has some sort of a, a following and would like to make uh you know make a pitch for the the product say hey you know go to my page you know go to my landing page on supersavage.com and it'll be something like you know put in the code travis and uh and you'll get a or, or oscar mike or whatever you whatever you decide and uh and get a discount i mean it's that it's that simple and you're going to get uh a one or two dollar discount and then you get a little bit back in your pocket and it's kind of a win a win 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 customers you and us I have to play around with this. I think I could do a, a cool voiceover for you, John, on this. Oh yeah, I really did. You, I'd, you know, I'd, I'd love to see. I'd love to see what you came up with. I'm just playing around, you know, yeah. in a world of fake, in a world of unauthenticity. You're the man. <laughs> don't get dressing. Get savage. Yeah. Simper savage. Yeah. I'll play around with it. I'll play around with it. I've been playing around with it. I'm like, you know, this. This, this would be a fun project to do. Okay, I love it. But it's just been great networking with you on the Veterans Business Group on Facebook. Uh, yeah. You know, other other veterans who are trying to do their own thing and get it going and learning about the product. I really appreciate getting to, you know, test your your product. And, and I'm not just, I'm not getting paid, folks. I'm not getting any kind of discount. Um, I'm not a greens or vegetable eater very often. But now that I have this all i can tell you is i can't go back i can't go back we've we've uh we, we captured you we absolutely, snagged it absolutely <laughs> maybe that was the intent it was effective it was effective and, I, and I, i'd like to see that because you know you're an american trying to make a make make a, a um progress and and, and success in, in in this day and age well john it has been great having you the time just flies by when you're having fun i had a blast I a uh, likewise it, yeah it's been a blast dude so um, I will post the videos of me eating balsamic and the pork chops. It's going to be epic. And I look forward to 2021, brother. I am too, man. Uh, we're really looking forward to growing. And, uh, and uh, we really appreciate come, you know, the opportunity for me to come on the show and, and uh, you know, uh, just, just having an opportunity for folks like you to take a look at the product and, and uh, allow us an opportunity to get the word out. So, folks, this is number 202 shutting down. I'm with uh, Marine Tour. I'm going to add that out. 
Well, folks, this is shutting down number 202. I'm with Marine Corps Lieutenant Colonel Retired John Curry. We're going to say our respect to his wife, co-owner, co-founder of Semper Savage Salad Dressing. I love it. I won't go back. You'll love it, too. We are Mission in Flight. John, thank you for coming on Oscar Mike Radio. Thank you for having me, Travis. Loved it. Thank you. Now just stand by one second. I'm going to try something real quick. Hang on a second. Yeah. Oh, 